That's right. This is Ryan Leslie. Work Radio. We work. iHeartMedia. Tiffany Fam. Mogul. You definitely want to tune in just to talk about what it means to incubate an idea and take that idea from incubation and inspiration to execution and be really open-minded about all of the advice and all of the help that you can get by just staying humble. Another episode of Work Radio, iHeartMedia, Art of the Hustle. In here in WeWork, it's the hustle and bustle of New York City. It's starting to get chilly. That's the time to hunker down and really get your hustle on. I'm in the studio today with a super dynamic lady. Her name is Tiffany Pham. Tiffany, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what your current passion is. What are you working on? Of course. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm Tiffany Pham, as you said, uh, founder and CEO of Mogul. Yes. And Mogul is a platform that enables millions of women all around the world to connect, share information, and access knowledge from one another. And that in itself is my passion, enabling information access around the world. It's what I vowed since I was a very young girl to do. How did you even come to that inspiration as a very young girl? Did you feel disconnected or you just decided one day, look, this this is going to be my life's work? I think ultimately was inspired by my family because many, many members of my family had worked to provide information access to the world in different ways. From my great uncle who had run the equivalent of the Economist of Vietnam to my father who had worked with various governments throughout Europe, also working in terms of media to provide information access. So then ultimately my grandmother, mm-hmm. she inspired me the most because she had run newspapers across Asia to wow. fight against propaganda, working to provide information access to those around her in need. Right. And that ultimately is what inspired me to want to follow in her footsteps and work to provide information access. Like her. Right. Um, and you made a promise to her that you would dedicate your life to caring for the family legacy. Legacy is a, is a big word, especially when you're a youngster and you have that kind of amazing background already. So, you know, they're already, they've already paved the way, they've laid the groundwork and the foundation for an incredible media legacy already. How do you fit into that? Uh, how do you fit into that trajectory and how do you make good on that promise to your grandmother? I suppose at the beginning, all I knew was that I wanted to follow in her footsteps and mm-hmm. I didn't quite know how that would take shape. But all I knew was that in order to fulfill this promise, I needed to know every facet of that industry inside and out. So after I made that promise when I was 14, all I could think of was I have to know everything possible. Right. So applying to college, I said I would do this. Applying to graduate school, I said yet again, I know I should do this one day. I know I can do this one day. And then subsequently ended up working across every facet of the industry possible thinking about the industry in terms of business, strategy, content, creation and distribution, marketing and finance strategy, operations, et cetera. Whatever it could be that I could learn, I would try to um, get my foot in the door and offer my help up for free to help as many people that I admired in the industry on their projects so that ultimately I could learn from them across these various facets. That's an incredible takeaway. So just the idea that you would offer yourself, your time, whatever ways that you could be helpful in return for this sort of priceless education from people that you admire. That's powerful. For folks that aren't familiar with Mogul, uh, give us some high-level sort of statistics. What are the benchmarks right now that you're most proud of with Mogul? The best benchmarks I'm proud of is that right now we're enabling 18 million women each week to share information and access knowledge from each other. 
And that I'm very proud of because right now only 15% of share voice is currently women's voices. And what I mean really? by this is, yeah, so when you read op-eds um, and even when you look at boards, for example, the composition of the boards, the composition of share of voice across op-eds, it's 15% women. Yeah. So by enabling women at the earliest stages of their lives to speak up, to share their insights, to have the courage and confidence to share their ideas, I think that's a statistic I'm very proud of that now we've enabled these 18 million to do so. Coming out of CBS, or actually simultaneously, while at CBS, you were also working with the vice mayor of Beijing uh, and also working on a film and also, you know, working on the nascent stages of Moguls. Or are you just an indomitable multitasker or was that really just to really get a palette for the entire spectrum so that you can get super focused? Just learning every facet again as much as possible so that right. you can learn every nuance and then get ready to be super focused. Right. And... All of this arose organically anyways as well in that it was friends coming to me and asking if I could perhaps collaborate on this venture with the Vice Mayor of Beijing mm -hmm. or subsequently filmmakers that I've worked with for years prior asking if with their latest production, could I come on board and help produce or wow. subsequently help package it for distribution? Getting into Mogul, you coded the original version. Did you know how to code? Were you a CS? You had some CS classes or... Actually, how, how did you do it? No, I didn't know how to code. And in fact, around that time, I was reading a book called Hatching Twitter. Really? Yes. And it actually described how Twitter was built on Ruby on Rails. So all of yes. a sudden, I had that stuck in my mind and thought, Ruby on Rails sounds like a great, great language to learn. So around this time, I guess just to back up, what happened was that I was starting to get this idea from Mogul because organically young women around the world started to write to me letters mm. asking for advice. And How'd they find you? How'd how they find you? They found me because they would read about my three jobs online in some way, whether it was right. in different magazines uh, or Business Insider. To, mm -hmm. Especially there was one particular day when um, I was in Forbes 30 Under 30 by chance that all of a sudden all these young women started to even write me more letters and more right. emails. And so all of a sudden I would go overboard when I someone asks when someone asks me for help, mm -hmm. I will do as much as possible to help in every way I can. And mm -hmm. I've always been that way. I find so much happiness and passion in that. So I would write back three-page essays to these young girls asking for help. Mm -hmm. And then they would tell me that that letter changed their life. That right. all of a sudden they got that interview, that promotion, that wow. opportunity never thought existed in that society. And their society in particular. And so all of a sudden that's when this need started to arise and I started to realized that perhaps even though I didn't have millions of dollars to hire a team of engineers, mm -hmm. maybe I could teach myself Ruby on Rails like I just read about in Touching Twitter. Right. And then maybe I could build this myself to help all these young girls. Basically a platform that would enable them to share their own questions and challenges and obstacles and then be able to answer amongst each other right share insight knowledge and right help one another become that much better and stronger together wow so uh i guess really getting getting into weeds a little bit on that mm -hmm. did you you know did you go to code academy was it was it an online course was it a book that you sat down and read and then you know how did you actually structure kind of the architecture was it more like a message board or you know just just to yeah. get into your mindset at that time and say I'm going to build the foundation of a platform. Great question. And what I did was initially I did look for books, but unfortunately it actually didn't work out well for me with books. Instead, it was actually a PDF that changed my whole life to learn how to code. 
It was a PDF called Ruby on Rails tutorial by Michael Hartle. And it worked step by step to help you establish an actual site no way. with some simple features that ended up becoming the basis of Mogul essentially because I basically went step by step to code following every chapter. I think right. there were like eight or nine chapters. Mm -hmm. By the end of it, it was a very simple site, super ugly. But then I would Google additional features that I thought could be helpful. So I right. would look for an upvote, downvote feature. And all of a sudden, I would find myself on Stack Overflow and I'd find some little bit of code that I could insert. And all of a sudden, right. I'd be able to then code an upvote and downvote function. And then I would Google how to build a search bar. And then I started to become more and more advanced at coding through being really passionate about building this project. And subsequently, by the end of several weeks, this very simple site that, again, had kind of more advanced functions of enabling people now to upvote, right. downvote content that they had uploaded. And then subsequently, you could see on a real-time basis, therefore, what was trending. And then I sent it off to now these thousands of young girls that had been following me online, mm -hmm. writing to me. And then it ended up launching to a million users within its first week, becoming one of the fastest-growing content platforms for women. Thanks for tuning in. It's time to take a quick break to hear from our brand partner. I'm Jeremy Clement. I'm co-founder of Project Expedition. We're a tours and activities website with over 2,400 different tours and activities in 42 countries around the world. You can book anything that you want to do um, before you get to your destination. So whether it's whitewater rafting, scuba diving, deep sea fishing, or even a multi-day trip visiting um, all of the Mayan ruins in Central America, uh, we can organize that for you and you can book it directly on projectexpedition.com. And because we're a, a global travel company and we have a lot of domestic partners, it's really important that I can stay in touch uh, with our clients, our partners, uh, the tour operators, and the, di the different destinations that we partner with, our investors here in the States, as well as my colleagues in the office. Um, and being a Verizon customer gives me the opportunity to stay easily connected um, and available uh, anytime anybody needs to get in touch with me. And we're back. How do you build a partnership with the United Nations? How does someone start to build a network that's going to be valuable, not just to themselves, but also to the greater good? My best collaborations have always arisen from friendship and from friendship of years of working together in different right. ways and finding ways to help one another authentically. So in fact, I actually don't believe in the word networking. Right. I believe in getting together for the purpose of collaboration, which turns into friendship, which turns into partnership. Wow. And so in the end, um, I think that tends to especially accelerate with me mm. because I tend to like to help everybody. Right. So I think that's why so many friendships arise and subsequently so many partnerships arise from there finally. Right. And with the UN in particular, what happened was same thing, same pattern, whereby they needed help. They needed people to be speaking on gender diversity for an event, for example. Mm -hmm. I think I was one of the few volunteered. And then subsequently, anytime they subsequently needed additional expertise on this subject matter for various articles or research papers or podcasts or anything like that, then all of a sudden um, they would turn to me and I would always offer up my help. And then after you know months and years of this, all of a sudden it became such that now when it was time to form a partnership with an organization that would help us to bring girls' education worldwide, then, of course, it would be the United Nations. Yeah. yeah. So I think what's beautiful here is just to uh, really just crystallize here the idea that you formed this idea that you were going to build a media company. It wouldn't be dependent on traffic. And in a beautiful way, you were actually able to 
uh, take this from vision to actual fruition. I was a one-person team, so right. was bootstrapping. And of course, bootstrap to profitability because that's not so hard when you're a one-person team. But the next level, I started to realize that really this organization, this company could really make that global impact on women. I mean, it was mm-hmm. already being felt. Millions of women were telling me that the mogul platform was changing their lives. Mm-hmm. And I was the one supporting right. everything 24-7, coding, writing, everything, right. helping them all. And that's when I realized... Absolutely. It'd be amazing to build out a team that could even further grow the platform to further help even more women around the world. You know, certainly around that time, we were being accessed, for example, globally each day by about 30 countries per day, 10,000 cities around the world. Mm -hmm. Now we're accessed globally each day by all 196 countries and hundreds of thousands of cities. So ultimately, it was about realizing that it was time to now start to raise um, beyond the bootstrapping stage. So I went to the two who would most understand and I pitched them mogul and they came on board as investors. And who were they? Yeah, uh, yeah. The founder of Match.com and Gary Vaynerchuk. Wow, Gary V. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So do you feel like you found, I mean, listening to you talk about this, the passion is evident. Do you feel like you found your life, your life's work with mogul uh, or do you have other ideas and do you believe that the other ideas that you do have are sort of extensions of how to make this platform even more powerful, more impactful? This is my life's work. Right. And I do think that everything I'm passionate about are the ways in which mogul can even become more impactful and powerful. Yeah. You know that you know, on the head, it's essentially everything that you I've described um, essentially are the ways in which we can even further help women around the world. And this is what I've always wanted to dedicate my life towards. So sure. This is what I hope to do for the rest of my life. Sure. So so when you think of your grandmother now and, uh, you know, you have that conversation in, in your quiet time with her, uh, do you have that Tiffany time? Do you have that time to unplug? And, and what do you do during that time? Well, I think I spend a lot of the time unplugging by actually spending time with other founders, listening to them and just becoming even better friends. And I love supporting all of my fellow founders. So I'm frequently at their fashion shows or listening to their music or at their concerts or, you know, flying to a different city with them in order to help them in certain initiatives as well, which obviously is really impactful for Morgo as well to be able to share that information of what they're working on back to our users. Mm-hmm. So that tends to be my unplugging time. So maybe right. it's not someone else's unplugging time, <laughs> but it is mine. Do you feel a different sort of weight on your shoulders, a different sort of responsibility for the folks who are under your employ and uh, who are helping you to, you know, nose to the grindstone, push this, this idea forward into the world? I mean, is there someone now who's kind of a go-to when you when you have these management dilemmas or you're running into, you know, situations where, you know, they may be foreign situations? Absolutely. Okay. And actually, there are three groups that have great expertise mm-hmm. that I turn to from our investor base, of course, which consists of some of the greatest media innovators of our time, mm-hmm. from the founders of Comcast to the former presidents of McGraw Education. Mm-hmm. Diane von Furstenberg, et cetera, mm. all these amazing media innovators and founders who I can turn to for advice on that front. Right. And I very strategically picked out investors who would be not only aligned with our mission, but represented some segment of an industry that I could learn from. So, uh, so that was really important to me. Um, same thing with our advisory board, in fact, too. Mm-hmm. Our advisory board consists of also the former heads of, First and AOL and right. McGraw Education again, and, right. and, and you know, 
again, picking out strategically, though, people who had expertise in different subject matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And literally what I mean by that is that Kathy Black is an amazing brand builder. She built so many brands under Hearst and setting her on our advisory board. It was amazing for learning how to build up our brand. Same thing with the CEO of BBC. She's fantastic on operations. What's her name? And Sarnoff. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it was amazing to have her expertise on board right. as we were building out our strategy and operations. And same thing over and over again. Jared Dicker, um, head of product and technology at Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Greatest innovator there. Amazing guy. He informs us all the time about different trends so that way we can build out our product even faster and better. And so the advisory board is strategic to turn to as well. Finally, I also built out a think tank. Think tank consists of power women all around the world from the co-founders of the Malala Fund to Glam Squad to and Guilt Group to mm-hmm. producers of Good Morning America and um, heads of Goldie Blocks and Girls mm-hmm. in Code, et cetera, who are all working to help women's lives in some way. So if you take a look again at these three segments, you'll see why I built them out the way I did because I can turn to different people for different types of advice, depending on what they're working on. So again, that was our investor base, advisory board, and think tank. And then there's two other groups that is even more important in different ways. I have worked with different members of our executive team for years prior to Mogul Mm -hmm. and bringing them on board. They are part of the founding team and they're so passionate, if not more passionate than I am at times on their various aspects of the business that if ever I have a question on what to do next, I just have to turn to the expert, right. our founding team. They're incredible. Wow. I'm so lucky to have them. I may be the sole founder of Mogul, but it doesn't ever feel that way because our founding team is still the same founding team today as it was three years ago. Mm. They're all still there. The first six, seven members of the founding team still right. there. That's and, incredible. Yeah. Is there a book that you would recommend anyone who's hustling in WeWork right now on their ideas. They're a book that you strongly recommend that everyone needs to read that made a huge impact on you. There were a, a certain set of books I read prior to Mogul and that um, even during now while building Mogul have inspired me. And that is probably Girlboss, of course, mm-hmm. and Russo to, um, you know, for example, Lean In, of course, I should say. Right. And, um, and then also, actually, a number of my employees have been recommending Hard Things About Hard Things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the hard yeah. thing about hard yeah. things, Ben Horowitz. Yeah. I have yeah. two signed copies of that oh, book, really? actually. Yeah, that's I have awesome. the so that's actually pre-release. next on my list. Yes. But what I will say is that also we've actually started a book club within Mogul. Mm-hmm. And it's great because the book club within Mogul, actually, each month we read a different book. Um, kind of in line with a certain theme that we're working on next sure. for Mogul. And it actually enables employees all throughout the company to stay in touch with each other on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Of course, they already do so all throughout the day. But the book club is just one yet another reinforcer of that and in the past few months that we've um, had the mogul book club uh, one of the latest selections was called attached and that was really helpful from a relationship standpoint for people to understand one another almost as managers because then they could understand how uh, they were in relationships and thus that might have impact the way they are internally as well as managers right next up we actually started to really think about the mogul voice for example as our theme and so therefore, if Mogul's voice, um, it were to be like any celebrity mm-hmm. um, besides my voice, for example, <laughs> yeah. not that I'm a celebrity, but if it was not my voice, then which celebrity would it be? Emma Watson, wow. for example. And so then when we looked around at Emma Watson's like favorite books, 
Um, then we saw that she really loved Tiny Beautiful Things mm. um, by Cheryl Strayed and mm-hmm. Red Ridden Wild. Right. So that's the upcoming selection, for example. So you see how you can take yes. different themes of your business and align the Mogul Book Club selection around that. Right. And that actually would help all the employees as well because then they can start to formulate their voice if they're ever communicating as Mogul to someone, whether it's a super user or an investor, etc., they would be able to communicate it in that voice. That's powerful. What's the best piece of advice that you've received that you would pass on? There are two pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. The first is my father's advice to me. Mm. Ever since I was little, he always encouraged failing mm. and failing forward. Mm. In fact, I didn't even think of failure as failing because I was, to me, it was just trying. So I never was ever upset about not getting something. Like in the end, I just kept on trying again and again until I got it. Right. And that was the kind of personality he instilled in me early on. And later on in life with Sarah Blakely, for example, that's the same kind of advice that she espouses because her father shared that with her as well. So it makes me realize that this is definitely advice that I have to share with my next generation as well. Right. And so failing forward is definitely the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice that I'd share is that a number of entrepreneurs that I know more recently are people that have been very successful in another industry. Mm -hmm. And then they try to start the entrepreneurial path and they become a you know, startup founder, mm-hmm. and they find that because they were so successful in one industry before that, it's very hard for them to become humble in this next industry and sure. ask for the help and ask for the advice that they used to be the one giving out in right. the previous industry. So my advice is to always be humble and no matter who you are, to always be comfortable asking for advice. Sure. Go ahead and ask it. No yeah. one, No one's going to know you need the help unless you ask it. And the one who really reinforced that for me is another recent, I mean, I was recently with her, sorry. Uh, yeah. She's a dear friend, the Crown Princess of Norway, amazing woman mm-hmm. who um, just shared that ultimately, you know, she is the Crown Princess of Norway, but she herself started a startup recently right. oriented around women's health. Mm. And it was about undergoing the same exact journey that we all do and becoming humble and becoming um, someone comfortable with asking for help. And yeah. If she can do it, then we all can. Yeah, for so, sure. For yeah, sure. For right. sure. I always like to uh, to wrap up our, our, our discussions by asking, if you could trade jobs with anyone in the world, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? So many different people. Really? Okay, uh, awesome. I love what I do so much at Mogul. Right. In fact, I probably never trade jobs in reality. Right. <laughs> but... There are so many more things I want to learn in the world that can sure. help impact Mogul even more. Sure. Great for their impact. And for that reason, I would love to see a day in the life of Mark Zuckerberg. I would love to see a day in the life of someone I'm going to go meet up with more recently. Yes. Uh, actually, next week, I was just mentioning that I'd be headed to Dubai. I'm meeting with one of the princes of Saudi Arabia who right. is very interested in Mogul expanding into the Middle East. Sure. And I'd love to see a day in his life. Sure. He just the various aspects of the world that they see yes um from different levels yeah and i would love to see the life of a young woman in pakistan the very same woman who wrote my wrote me the first letter i ever received mm. mogul mm. the young girl actually i would love to meet her actually one day so she's listening reach yeah. out to me again because um she was the one who really inspired me to continue fo- going forward even f- further full force she wrote me saying that here a girl's life is all about marriage in pakistan she's just 16 years old mm-hmm. but mogul helps her out by pointing out ideas to her that she can be more than what others say right and now she's kind of a feminist and she loves 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 this mogul right and i would love to be experiencing a day in her life too 
That's awesome. So, you know, for, for folks that listen to this, for that young girl in Pakistan who, who, who catches this, how can she reach out to you? How can people reach out to you? If, if they're inspired, they want to contribute in some way. Definitely reach out. Uh, email is Tiffany at onmogo.com. Okay. Feel free to email at any time. My Twitter handle at TiffTFam and onmogo.com as well. You'll see right. my profile if you search for Tiffany Fam as well. Right. And it's P-H-A-M. Yes. As in fam. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank it's you. really been super inspirational. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I thank appreciate you. you. If you like what you heard today, come back and check out more Art of the Hustle stories. For more about Art of the Hustle, go to iHeartRadio.com slash Art of the Hustle.